You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hi, everyone. I welcome to episode 230 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hey. Was Sorry. I a little loud? You're coming in a little hot oh, there. I probably... <laughs> No, yeah, I, that's, when I do the settings, when I'm sitting in that seat, I tend to do them a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I, I can never tell if I am a louder speaker or if you're a louder speaker. I think speaker. I'm, a, I'm a louder speaker, so? and that microphone that you're in picks it up. So what like I've, I've started doing is when I sit in that seat, I lower my microphone mm. and increase, increase yours. Then I they kind of balance out. Yeah. I think that's what happened. I got you. <laughs> I just, for everyone who, for everyone who isn't in the room, which so is literally everybody, everybody uh, we have this recording software that, you know, it has this little red thing at the top. And if you spike and yell a little bit too loud, it basically just like turns red and it shows you. Um, Jill started talking and like her whole thing was just red. And I was like, oh, boy, Sorry. Anyway. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, so really cool episode that we have for you. We are launching a reading community, and all of you guys can be a part of it. Um, the second half of this episode is going to be all about that reading community, how it's going to work, how you can find it, and all that good stuff. So not going to talk about it right now, but because we always promise to give you book recommendations, Joe and I figured we would uh, tell you what we've been reading. Yeah. I, go ahead. Oh, I feel really bad about this You one. should feel really bad about it because <laughs> no one else has access to this, but you've been reading it, so you should tell everyone. So our friends at um, Penguin Random House sent me an advanced reader copy of Wild Card, which is the sequel to Marie Lou's War Cross. So I have been reading that. So it picks up um, right after all the events of War Cross, and we're back with Amika and trying to figure out everything happening there and all the technology and the War Cross games and... Guys, I am prepping for all these interviews I'm going to be doing at BookCon, which is like the world's most first world problem to have because everyone I'm interviewing is phenomenal and their books are wonderful and I'm enjoying all of them. That's a huge preface just to say I'm so salty that I am not able to read this book right now. Julie even was like, well, we could see if like I can share it with you. And I, was, I don't want to be tempted because I know I'll just start reading it. So, uh, man, it's so good. It's good stuff. I'm so jealous. Is, um, we can go back and forth, but I, have you read anything else since we last did this? I can do another I, one. But. No, but I did also get the, the next one I'm going to be doing is um, Land Whale by Jess Baker. We had talked about it. I talked about it in our May Books episode, um, and I got the audio book. So I'm really excited she read um, the audiobook for her last book, um, Things No One Will Tell Fat Girls. And so I'm I'm looking forward to hearing her, her do the audiobook again for this. She's going to be in Cleveland next week. Well, this, uh, this is coming on Thursday. She'll be in Cleveland on Tuesday. And uh, I will be there. So if you happen to also be at Max Bax Tuesday night for Jess Baker, you can come say hi. Yeah, there were- we were trying to make it work so that you could do a podcast with her, but it doesn't sound like it's going to happen, I don't think. Maybe. We'll see. We're okay. working on it still, right. I think. That's awesome. Um, okay. 
I've been reading a bunch of things because, as I just mentioned, a lot of interviews coming up. Um, so I will go through a couple that I finished. Um, I'm one of those crazy people right now who, like, I am finishing audiobooks in a day to get through everything. So I listened to Agent of Chaos, which is by Cami Garcia. It's all those origin books that I've been talking about in the past, like the Wonder Woman one by Lee Bardugo and the Marie Lu one, which was Batman. Mm-hmm. Um so I think this is along the same lines because Cami Garcia, Agent of Chaos, is an X-Files origin what? for Fox Mulder. It's YA. You can get through it so quick. Holy crap, is it good. Add it on my list. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, I will be interviewing Cami Garcia. She has a book coming out um, in like the fall, which we'll talk about when I actually interview her. But I wanted to – she did Beautiful Creatures, all mm-hmm. those books. But I didn't want to read nine books or whatever it is. Right. Um, and I'm familiar with those. So I was like, ooh, Agent of Chaos. What is this? So good if you're an X-Files fan. There are so many amazing little Easter eggs in, in there that you'll love. Um, oh, Fox. Yeah, I know. It's so good. Uh, I also am reading The Sisters of the Winter Wood by Rena Rosner. I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous one, but it's two siblings who are, they live in this like Jewish uh, village in the middle of the woods, and there's just so much magic that goes on. Um, it it's very much a modern day fairy tale. It's spectacular. Uh, she is part of a panel all about the enduring uh, popularity of fairy tales. So it's her, Lonnie Taylor, whose name I always feel like I'm saying wrong because it looks like Lainey, but it's Lonnie. Right. Um, she wrote Stranger Dreamer, which I know I talked about in the past. And then the other person who's on it is Naomi no- uh, Novik, or Novik. I will get that right before I speak with her. I'm reading a book of hers right now called Uprooted. Have you read that? I have not, but it has been on my list for a while. Oh, it's I. It's one of those books that always shows up on the fantasy by, well, fantasy by regardless of gender of the author, but yeah. It, I went for a really long run yesterday that turned into a really long run because I didn't <laughs> want to stop reading. Like, you know how some people are like, oh, I was sitting in traffic, but I was okay. Or like, I drove around the block a few times. Like, no, no, no. I actually kept working out <laughs> to, like, I was dying, but I wanted to keep listening to this book. It's so good. Oh. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, and the, I can't, I can't place the accent of the narrator, but mm. it, it's like it sounds like Russian, and it's so good. I, I right. it's so wonderful. So it's um, a good audiobook. Yes. Okay. It's a really good audiobook. Maybe. It's also long. It's like uh, an eighteen or nineteen hour YA audiobook, which is pretty rare. It's long. Yeah. Um, you know me though. I'll speed it up. So. Oh yeah, I yeah I'm at one and a half times, and I'm really I'm just cruising through it. I. Guys, I wanted this is how good this book is. I want I wished I had more busy work today on a mm-hmm. Monday morning so that I could be mindlessly listening to it. So as soon as I get done with this recording, I'm gonna um did you have a I'm sorry, did you say you had another book or two? No, because you talked about Landwell. Awesome. Um okay. Those are just a couple books we talked about. And actually our our mystery guest who will be on in just a few minutes here had some recommendations as well. She did indeed. Uh but before we do all that, if people want to get a hold of us, how can they do that? They can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Professional Book... Uh, no, they can't. They can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds. They can visit our website at ProfessionalBookNerds.com. And they can email us at ProfessionalBookNerds at Overdrive.com. Yes, they can. And as we'll soon become... You'll become very aware, you'll have another reason to visit ProfessionalBookNerds.com after you listen to the second part of this interview. So anything else you think people should know about? I think that's everything. I think that's everything, too. Okay. So to summarize, if you're in Cleveland, 
Uh, come visit Jill on Tuesday. Tuesday night, I'll be at Max Backs, yeah. hanging out with Jess Baker. And a more likely possibility, if you're going to be in New York City for BookCon, <laughs> come to the uh, Libby booth, which is where I will be, and I'll see if I can't get you a, a, a free device, because we're giving away devices. I'm not going to give it to you. That was a bad way of saying that it. That was a bad way of we're saying it. We're going to be that. raffling off some devices, and all you have to do is show us that you have Libby downloaded on your phone. Okay. That was a mouthful. I've had a lot of coffee today. Thank you for bearing with us. It's a Monday. Okay, here comes the second half of our Professional Book Nerds podcast episode with a very special message and a way that you guys can join our reading community. Hey, guys. It's Adam and Jill again, and we're really excited, as we always say we're really excited, but this is a bit of a different phone call that we're on right now. We have partnered with a app that you may or may not have heard of called Viber to create a very unique opportunity for our listeners. So I'm going to introduce Ankita. Uh, first off, Ankita, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thanks to both Adam and Jill for having me on. Okay, so would you like to tell our listeners basically what Viber is, what it does, and then you know why you're on the phone with us today? Sure, absolutely. So I'm a product manager at Viber. And Viber, as you said, it's a messaging app. We now have about a billion users globally. We're an end-to-end encrypted app, and our goal is to allow everybody in the world to call and message and connect to each other for free. So, in the yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say, and this is something that you know, I, I know when I initially learned about it, I thought it was just for like international calls and messaging. But this is something that people really anywhere interacting with people anywhere can use. Correct. Right, that's right. Actually, I was using Viber a long time before I joined the company because my family's in Nepal. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was using it for that purpose, for international calling. But then I realized my friends were using it right here in the U.S., so we started messaging each other. And it's just, yeah, it's definitely a global app, and that's what it was known for back in the day. But, yeah, it's a messenger at its core. And then you are expanding into kind of this product called Communities. So can you maybe give us some information about that? Sure, yeah. Over the last year at Viber, we kind of saw this need for a different kind of group chat. It was actually inspired by Overdrive and this idea of book clubs and book club conversations and taking that that conversation digital. We were thinking a lot about how we have these one-to-one conversations in our everyday life. We have our group chat, but we also have a lot of interests and passions like books that we want to talk to other people about, and maybe we might not know those people in real life, or it's some combination of those two. So we thought about this idea of communities, and now we've been building it over the last year. We're ready to launch. It's this new type of group chat on Viber where people who have these similar passions can come together and chat, and it's live. It's it's instant, Um, but you can kind of be as active or as passive as you'd like and pop in and out whenever you want. Um, And that, to me, is a really good environment to chat about books. Um, I, I kind of think of reading as a little bit intimate, but I do like to talk about it. And sometimes I just like to hear what other people have to say. And I'm sure your listeners really relate to that. I think that is safe to say. <laughs> yes, and I, I love the idea of, of having a, um, a group where you can just talk about books all the time and see what everyone's reading. Yeah, exactly what you said is how I feel about it, especially with our our office and, and all of like my friends and family. It's, you do you spend your the time reading the book the majority of the time by yourself, but as soon as you get done, you wanna like shout from the rooftops. You wanna tell someone exactly. like this book is amazing, let me tell you all about it. And so 
that is why we have you on the phone because these communities and you mentioned overdrive kind of being the inspiration with our, our book clubs and the digital book clubs and things like that so the reason mm-hmm. we're on is because we've partnered with you we're making a professional book nerds uh community that people can actually go and check out now I'm really excited about the, the professional book nerds community, especially because um, I think a lot of social media platforms today, they can feel a little bit like a broadcast, but this is definitely a two-way street over in the Viber office. We're already taking a lot of the recommendations from the community today, um, and it's really built for a discussion, so we're really excited. Yeah, so I think I mentioned this to you like last week, but sorry in advance for the waterfall of uh, recommendations <laughs> you're no, going to get. No, we love that. it. <laughs> We really need it. Actually, Shai, um, one of one of the people in our office, she just started, she picked up one of the memoirs that you guys recommended. And she usually reads in Hebrew, so it takes a lot for her to read an English book that piques her interest. So we're definitely getting a lot out of it. Okay. So I know that actually Overdrive has books in Hebrew. We, we might need to do some deep oh. dive to find we'll, her a recommendation. Yeah, we will. We'll, that we would do be have great. some in Hebrew. And yeah. The, she would love that. That's awesome. Okay, and then for our listeners, the reason that we're telling you guys all about this is if you go into the show notes of this of this particular episode or if you visit our website, professionalbooknerds.com, or really anywhere you've connected with us in the past, on Instagram, on, on Twitter, we'll make sure we do a good job of putting the links everywhere for you. But you can all join this community, and I don't just mean like you can follow along and you know see what we're reading. You can ask for book recommendations as we've told people in the past when it comes to emailing us if they send a message in this community telling us what types of books they're listening or they're reading and listening to even if jill or i aren't able to provide answers for them right away we have a full staff of of overdrive librarians who you've heard on the show in the past that will be in the community also it's entirely possible that another listener will have a recommendation for people that you know, we Jill and I talk about books all day, but we are not omnipotent. Omnipotent, we. <laughs> right. No, I, 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 agree. I think there's going to be a very big likelihood that our listeners will have um, their own book recommendations for people when they when they come into the community looking for something to read. Also, exactly. yeah, and this is a cool way for people to like tell us what they're reading. And there's a, I mean, there's so many books out there that mm. there's a very good possibility that when people put what they're reading in here they'll be able to give us book recommendations as well for a change. Should be Agreed, nice. yeah. Um, and I know that uh, we discussed, there's a lot of different ways we want to use this channel. So in addition to people interacting with us and with the, our, the fr- our friends at Viber and things like that, there's a lot of stuff we can do. You know, we have, you know, I think it was one of the ideas that you guys came up with, or I'm not remembering who. They're all good ideas, so I don't suppose it matters who. But having um, having the listeners, you know, we can let you guys know ahead of time. Here's who we're going to be interviewing in the next couple of weeks, and and offering them kind of a chance to ask those questions yep. to the authors as well. Yeah, I think that's every book lover's dream to mm-hmm. get to talk to these authors. So I think that will be great. I'm definitely looking forward to asking questions in our community. Yeah, and, and it's just something where, in addition to being able to ask questions about authors, we're fortunate enough now where, within reason, we can get a lot of authors to come on the show. So if people have authors they want to hear uh, discuss their books and their writing process, we I welcome that. I, really, anything you can think of from a, a book 
situation, from a, a reading situation, we want to hear from people. Agreed. So, um, all right. So because we're a book podcast, and Kita, we couldn't let you go without discussing some of the books that you're reading. So do you want to maybe tell us what you're enjoying and have been enjoying yeah. lately? Definitely. So actually, I just like I was a Viber user for years, I've actually been an Overdrive user for years without really realizing it. I've been <laughs> checking out ebooks from my local library for years, and, and now I've realized it's all powered by Overdrive. Um, but I think I've been in a phase recently where I've been reading a lot of books about families and generational stories, um, not necessarily immigrant stories. The first one is Homegoing by Yaa Jaffe. Um, it's not an immigrant story, definitely forced migration, but it kind of starts out in the 18th century with the story of two sisters. And one sister stays in the Gold Coast region, becomes the wife of a British official, and her half-sister is captured and brought to America as a slave. So from that first chapter, that first premise, we kind of follow both sisters' families until the present day. I and read it, yeah. I so I, I read it, I think, last year. Oh, it was so good. So good. It was probably one of my favorite books I read last year. Yeah, she's just such a good storyteller. I couldn't believe she's 26. I think she was even younger when she wrote it, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Um, and I learned so much more about the Atlantic slave trade that was definitely glossed over in my mm-hmm. education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, really enjoyed it. And what's, I know that you have at least one more that you want to talk about, right? Yeah, it's another family story, another generational story. We we actually picked this. I'm part of a book club in San Francisco. It's a group of people that some of them I know, some of them I don't know, back from college. Um, and we had to actually take our book club digital recently because uh, our schedules are just kind of all over the place. But the book is Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. And it's another story that goes through a few generations of the family, not quite as long of a timeline as, as homegoing, but starts in the early 1900s in Korea and ends in Japan. And it covers a huge range of topics. Um, it's kind of hard to describe the book. Sexism, racism, war, surviving war. Um, but I was just so involved in these relationships in the book. I was messaging, you know, my friends in the book club in the middle of the night being like, like frantically talking about how <laughs> it's almost uncomfortable how honest it is the mm-hmm. way she, she writes about these people. Um, but it was another eye-opening read about the history of Korea and North and South Korea now in Japan. Yeah. It, so, I, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it, it's, that book is, I think, if I remember correctly, that was what I said was my favorite book of last year. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. We actually, we were fortunate a long time, before the book was even released, at this point, like, almost 18 months ago, I think, I, was, mm-hmm. I had to sit down with Min and have a conversation with her about the book. And That's amazing. Not only is the book wonderful, but like she's just one of these people where it, she couldn't be sweeter and nicer. And like she, um, you were talking about how how much you kind of learned about those particular cultures. She actually, she, when she wrote the book, she went and and visited the areas that she um, that she has in the book and found out that basically the way she was depicting these people was entirely wrong. So she had like most of her manuscript done and scratched it and started entirely over. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. The the idea that some, I couldn't ever, the about the the idea of writing a manuscript to me feels like a Herculean task. And so to do that and then just say, actually, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. 
Are there? And then this was the result. That's very crazy. Yeah, I, I, I have clearly, to go back and dig up that interview. Yeah, clearly she, it worked out well for her because it yeah. it, it was a National Book Award mm-hmm. finalist and, and all sorts of stuff, which is great. Um, what? So you mentioned that these are the types of books, like these family related books that you've currently you're currently reading. Are those the types of things that you you normally read, or do you sort of kind of go across all genres? So I tried to. I actually recently met another product manager. He read a hundred books last year. It was insane to hear about, but he told me that he likes to vary between fiction and nonfiction and um, what century and and kind of different genres. And then he started actually writing down the demographic of the author as well. And he realized even though he was varying so much between fiction and nonfiction and science fiction and historical stuff, um, the author demographic was actually all the same. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying um, to think about who the author is and think about reading things from, you know, really young people, older people, women, um, people from different cultures. So I've actually tried to consciously do that. Um, and that's a new thing that I'm trying. I'm nowhere near this 100 book thing <laughs> that this guy has done, but I think it's an interesting way to pick up books now. I'm, I'm actually doing the same thing because last year was the first year I started to pay attention to uh, the background and race of the authors I read, and it was the same thing. Like, I try to diversify mm-hmm. what I read, and yet there's so many white authors. And so this year I am actively trying to um, read more authors of color. Mm-hmm. And, like, I specifically right, right. had, like, a quantifiable goal that keeps me on track. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, like, every few months, I kind of check in to see um, – if I need to include more of those authors in my reading. Right, right. That's awesome. And I'm really curious to hear what your listeners have to say about that and what other books they might recommend if they, if they also feel the same way. Mm-hmm. That's how I got, I like, I put it out to my friends at the beginning of the year on Facebook. Um, I just asked for everyone to just give me book recommendations that, that are authors of, of color, and I have this huge mm-hmm. list of them that I just kind of am going down. So... We can put it in the that's community, great. too. Yeah, well... Yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah, I we will absolutely put it in the community. And that's something, again, I, I take pride in that, too, where I always tell people, like, I don't know what I don't know. And, and so I, you know, I always right. am trying. And I'm, that's something that I take a lot of pride in when it comes to the podcast is, like, if you kind of look through the interviews we've done over the last two and a half years, like, I think we've done as good of a job as we as we could trying to represent as many different backgrounds and, and cultures and things like that. So, And my hope is that this community will do the same thing because I know we have listeners from all over the world. So it'll be really mm-hmm. exciting for me to not only be able to, you know, interact with people, but also see their book recommendations mm-hmm. for like from, you know, countries and, and authors with backgrounds I've never, you know, interacted with in, in, in the past. So I'm very excited about that. I totally agree. So... We, at the end of all of our episodes, have what we call the Nerd Nine, which are nine light-hearted questions, and we wanted to ask you them. You game? Okay. Sounds good. Okay. What was the last book you finished reading? It was Pachinko. Okay. Not an exciting one. <laughs> do you have a favorite place to read? Uh, I do. In San Francisco, there's a park um, that I really love that's very close to my house that I like to read in. Oh, that sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. What is the book that made you fall in love with reading? Uh, I think I 
fell in love again. I was a big reader when I was a kid, but I picked up a book called Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. Um, it's kind of a memoir of his life as a lawyer that made me realize how important reading is. What is one place you would like to travel to that you haven't been to yet? I haven't been to Singapore. I'm traveling there very soon, so I'm excited. Ooh, that's very nice. fancy. Uh, what is your favorite holiday? Oh, it's a Nepali holiday. It's called the thing. What? Can we ask what, the, what it is? I'm curious. Yes, it's, it's kind of a, a time where you take the blessings of all your elders and you visit all your family, um, play cards, gamble, one of those very wholesome types <laughs> of holidays. <laughs> this sounds like a holiday my family should be celebrating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> Are you a coffee or tea drinker? Definitely a coffee drinker. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Favorite food? Favorite food is probably, it's another Nepali thing. <laughs> it's called Momo. They're types of dumplings that are really, really delicious. And if you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? That's a really tough one. Um, I think I would want to have dinner with my dad's dad, my grandfather. That's really good. Okay, well, again, we couldn't be more excited about this. The ability to talk with people all around the world, to hear book recommendations, to just show people even more of our nerdy selves. I'm really excited. We can't thank you enough for thinking of us and partnering with this and for coming on and, and telling everyone about it. We're really excited. Oh, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. I'm really excited to, to catch up with your listeners in the, in the community. Perfect. Thanks, Ankita. Thank you. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.